This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Steve here and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. Everywhere. And that's you. And you're so welcome. So here we are. I hope you've had a good week and you're doing well. I hope your week is going as planned. (laughs) How many times does that happen? Uh, There's always twists and turns. However, I looked at the weather forecast today on my phone just to check when I might do some outdoor work. And it said it was 50% chance of rain. Is that good or bad? Usually we seem to be above average for rain here. And if it's possible it's going to rain, it does. Not so much this month. Dry, dry, dry. And frosty. Apparently more frost this April than for the last 60 years. We're forever breaking records, aren't we, about the weather. Everything seems to be headed towards extremes. So we have a little dampening. Not rain, really, but even that's welcome. For some people, though, not welcome. A 50% chance of rain. Is that good or bad? Like so many things, it all depends on your perspective and also on what actually happens. Today, I have a challenge for you, an alpaca quiz. I have seven questions, only seven questions. Answers on a postcard to, oh, sorry, wait. Oh, you want the answers now? Okay, so we have two ways of doing this. I ask the questions and then you turn off the, (laughs) you can turn off the podcast, write the answers down send them to me and not listen to the rest of the... No, that's not going to work, is it? How about, how about, how about grab a paper or something or just, there's only seven questions. You can probably remember the answers. So I'll run through the questions and then you can capture your your answers. Oh, no cheating, no cheating. You, you need to be honest about these things. So you write down your answers or your thoughts and then we'll go through and we'll answer them today. So just a little quiz get those grey cells working, and hopefully learn some bits and pieces about alpacas in the process. Sound all right? Okay, so let's start the quiz. (sighs) So, number one. How many toes does a camel have? Okay, I know camels are different. I know, it's a trick question, kind of. So, how many toes does a camel have? You know, there's big feet that stand on sand to spread the weight so they can go through the loose sand and not sink up to their knees. They're amazing creatures, aren't they, camels? Very big. Not sure I'd want to have one in the backyard along with my alpacas, but they are fascinating as well. So how many toes does a camel have? Okay. Number two. What is the group name for llamas, alpacas, guanaco, and vicuña. So the group name for llamas, alpacas, guanaco, and vicuña. 
Question number three. There are two types of alpaca. Yes? Okay. What are the two types of alpaca? What are the two types of alpaca? And a bonus if you can spell them. Number four. What is the nature of the land alpacas are native to? What's the kind of land that alpacas are native to? Question number five. What language do alpacas speak? You're allowed to be a bit creative here. I will leave that to you. What language do alpacas speak? Question number six. Nearly getting there. How heavy is a bag of candy floss? How heavy is a bag of candy floss? And the final, final question in this alpaca quiz. Alpaca tribe, alpaca quiz. Final question, number seven. What are baby alpacas called? What are baby alpacas called? And what does it mean? What are baby alpacas called and what does it mean? Okay, right, you need to stop now and write down your answers. How many toes does a camel have? What is the group name for llamas, alpacas, guanacos and vicuña? What are the two types of alpaca? What is the nature of the land alpacas are native to? What language do alpacas speak? How heavy is a bag of candy floss? And what are baby alpacas called? Don't want to know the answers? Then you need to turn this off now. <laughs> I'm going to go through and give you some answers to these strange questions. How many toes does an al- camel have? Well, it's the same number of toes as an alpaca and a llama. They have two toes. Camels have two toes. They're pretty big and spread out, but they have two toes. It's a pad rather than a hoof. They have nails. It's a different kind. It's a different scale, isn't it, for, for a camel? But it's the same thing with two toes, with a pad rather than a hoof. So that's just the way it has developed. So two toes is the answer to number one. Number two, what's the group name for llamas, alpacas, guanaco, and vicuña? So guanaco and vicuña are the wild versions of the domesticated llamas and alpacas. And you'll find them down in South America. They're called, group name for them is South American camelids. If you said camelids, then you can give yourself a prize and a bonus. That's that's correct. They are camelids, but specifically South American camelids because they're based in South America. And camels, you don't get them in South America. Well, probably at the zoos, but you don't get them generally. So the story goes that because of the difference between North America, South America, coming through that very small isthmus, that little land bridge, uh, it allowed the animals to develop separately. So you've got camels elsewhere and you've got South American camelids, not quite camels, but camelids, the group down in South America. And they're spread quite over a wide, wide range of South America. Obviously, they're known particularly from Peru and Chile, but other parts as well. And that's the collective. Okay, so the camel-like. 
So camelids or South American camelids, if you want to be precise. That's great. Number three. There are two types of alpaca. Okay, so what I'm meaning with those is the wakaya and suri. Wakaya are the fluffy teddy bears and suri are the ones with the long dreadlocks, the fleece, the, the locks interlock, interconnect, and you get these long flowing. They, uh, and when it's two, year, two, two years worth of fleece, it flows beautifully. I love the slow motion movement of Suri's when they got two years worth of fleece and it, it just sways, it's got these curtains of, uh, just beautiful, love it. And so you've got Wakaya and Suri. And this is the difference in the way that the, the fleece grows. Very similar, but not the same. And they can be interbred. Uh, can get a bit complicated trying to work out what's going on then. But and I had one Korea that was born last year, and that was Carwin. Carwin, his fleece had such tight, twisty curl things going on that I I was wondering whether he had a bit of Surrey in his bloodline somewhere that I was unaware of. Uh, it's possible, but they're quite distinct. When the fleece is cut short, they look very similar, and there's basically the structure of the animal is the same. The fleece is what's different. Beautiful animals. And if you get a chance to see some next to each other, it's definitely worth comparing them and having a, a look at that. And some people have specialised in keeping suris rather than uh, wakaya, or, or some have both. Uh, but suris are, are rather special. Soft, soft spot in my heart. Got a special place in my heart for suris. Really like them. So that's the two types. Okay, next question, number four. What is the nature of the land that alpacas are native to? What's the kind of land? So where are they from? They're from the Andes, from the mountain range, from the high plains, the Altiplano, which means high plain. And it's a wide open space, but with hills and the mountains and all that goes with that. And high altitude, high intensity of sun and fairly sparse vegetation. It grows in the spring and then it's much more reduced and they have to go hunting for it. Hunting's the wrong word. They have to go foraging for it. They have to go exploring for it. They do a lot of wandering about. So alpacas do like to wander over wide ranges of area. The altiplano, the high plains, and that's a bit different to most of our fields that we, we keep them in. Next question was, number five, what language do alpacas speak? Now, okay, we could be clever here. <laughs> they speak alpaca. Uh, yeah, okay. What I was trying to get at was the fact that they're so strongly linked to Spanish. So alpaca, the wakaya, that's a Spanish word, and the babies, which we'll get to later. That's a, ooh, almost let the cat out of the bag there. We'll get to, to the, the name for babies later. So Spanish words are very strongly associated because of South America, the Spanish that's, that's been spoken there. And that's sometimes the things don't kind of translate very easily into English. So what is the language that alpacas speak? Uh, I think it's probably Spanish. Do they have innate understanding of Spanish? Well, I don't know. I, I did play panpipes to them once. They weren't awfully impressed. <laughs> They did have a look at me rather strangely, weren't too sure about this. I think, well, this is, it should be in the genes. They should know and should appreciate. But 
Mm. Doesn't work quite like that, does it? So a lot of Spanish associations with alpacas. So that was what I was getting out there. So next question is, what's the next question? Number six, how heavy is a bag of candy floss? Sorry, what are you talking about? Well, it's the, the weight of fleece. When you think about fleece, when you've got a bag of fleece, and particularly on the trends of the colour, most of it's not pink, is it? But you get this bag of fleece and it, and it can look a little bit like candy floss. And if you imagine the size of a bag of candy floss you get at fairs and that kind of thing, then a bag of fleece, alpaca fleece, that size, weighs so little. Very light, hollow fibres, very light fleece. And it's uh, it is just the nature of things. You're going to get something like a, two kilograms of good quality fleece off each animal, and it will then be sort of put together. And you need a large amount. You need so like a thousand kilograms, a metric ton, of fleece to to process things commercially because the animal has to be similar the the quality, the the colour, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so it can be processed, and then the machine just gobble this stuff up. So you need high large amounts of the fleece to be processed commercially. But there are things you can do with it uh, yourself in terms of hand spitting and and the things we talked about last week. So how heavy is a bag of candy floss? Slightly tricky. (laughs) What's he on about? I was just meaning that the fleece is very light. It's quite like candy floss in that respect. Takes up space, but it's not very heavy. Except, now remember we talked about the two types of alpacas. You've got wakaya, the fluffy teddy bears. And particularly this time, just before they're sheared, mine are looking quite enormous, particularly the youngsters. Oh, they're looking so big, uh, relatively speaking. And they're going to be tiny, tiny, tiny when I when I shear them. Uh, it always surprises me. They turn into a completely different animal almost uh, once the fleece comes off. Because you've got to like four, five inches of fleece all the way around the body. And that's a lot of size to come down. So the wakaya and the suri, the suri fleece, uh, it's very distinctive. It's slightly different. You've got brightness to do with the wakaya, and that's it's it's lovely. And you get this kind of, the, the colour, particularly the white's very bright. And then you look at Suri, and there's something extra going on there. There's a, there's almost like a mm, silky nature. It's There's a luster to it. It reflects the light slightly differently, uh, and it is beautiful. You, if you haven't actually touched any Suri fleece, it's worth... If you can get a chance to 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 get to sample some under your fingers, uh, it is amazing. But if you pick up a bag, this bag of candy floss, if you pick up a bag of candy floss, um, alpaca fiber, and you pick up wakaya and a bag of suri, you'll be amazed. One of the biggest differences between them is that just how heavy the suri is for the same kind of volume. It really is more dense and is it, it's got a a definite weight to it compared to the the fluff of the wakaya. It also feels different under your fingers as well because it's it's quite it's lovely soft, uh, very fine as well. But it's often described as feeling cold to the touch, and there's a bit more surin, which is the uh, the oil that's associated with the fleece. It's not as greasy or as Similar thing you get in sheep where you, you have. So the lanolin in wool tends to make the fleece quite greasy and it needs to be scoured, needs to be hot washed to clean all, all that stuff off before it's processed. 
less of an issue with alpaca fiber, and that can be processed from raw. You could also sensibly wash it before as well, but it doesn't need as much scouring. It's not greasy in the same way. There's a slight something there, but it's not greasy in the, in, in the same way. Now, the Suri fiber is slightly different and it's got a little bit more to it. So it's got a little bit more to it and it feels quite different as you pick it up. It's, it just feels a little bit cold. So that's the two types. And that was talking about the, how heavy is a bag of candy Voss? So the last question then was, what are baby alpacas called? Now that's an easy question. You know the answer to this, don't you? Called Kriya. 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 You, you look on online and they give you the answers. Kriya. And you've got to roll that R. So what does it mean? Well, it's an interesting, it's a Spanish word. It doesn't have a direct translation. That makes a lot of sense. But it's something like, and I'm sure you could correct me if you know more. Do let me know. Breeding or brood or young. It's not young as in, it's just another word for young. It's to do with the offspring. It's to do with the breeding, uh, the, the youngsters that are produced. Uh, but it's a difficult word to translate, but Kriya is the, the name of the babies. Well, you, you probably knew that anyway. But the origin of the word is to do with breeding or to do with young, to do with offspring. So there you go. There were seven questions. How many did you get right? How many did you... You probably knew all of that, didn't you? You're a knowledgeable lot. And hopefully there was something in there that was new and of interest. But that was our quiz for this week. Alpacas remain fascinating and sometimes a bit of a mystery. And I hope you enjoyed the quiz. If you've got any other questions that I didn't ask that you think I should have done, drop me a line, steve at alpacatribe.com. Drop me a line, give me your questions, and we'll try and find an answer. Have a good week. Hope that you get to spend some time with an alpaca. And... Stay safe, stay healthy. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day. 